Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Are you talking to yourself or is this from some Godfather. movie I've never seen? Oh, okay. Sorry. Have you seen The Godfather, yeah, uh, I hope? Uh, once or twice. It's Mike Shope. I did not see it until my 30s, but then I became obsessed with it. And the Bulldog. I've never been obsessed with it, so I don't know it well enough to have Ooh. picked up on that. I did not care for The Godfather. What? Did not care for The Godfather. I, I don't think it's a movie where it's like, oh, it's good. Godfather, yeah, I saw that. It was good. It was good. The Godfather, I saw that. I liked it. Like that. That's just right. You didn't really see I, it. I'm not. No, I, I'm not in the way of it being an all-time great. I never got obsessed with it. Explain yourself. What didn't it, you like about it? It insists upon itself. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. It's not personal. It's strictly business. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Some critics have said this show insists upon itself. I've, yes, I've, I've heard. I've, I've, I've heard, heard that, that as well. I've heard that on a. I've seen that on a, on a, a, a message board or something. They still have that. We still have message. Our message boards still out there. They still exist. No. no. Reddit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. That's about it. Glad to have you with us here on a Thursday. I am the Bulldog Nate Geary in for Mike Shope today uh, and tomorrow as well. Uh, phone lines are available to you at 803-0550. Uh, we've had a, a fun time today. I, I think it's been fun, right? Reminiscing about some hockey stuff, some important. It just turns out there are, are three, to varying degrees, uh, important or significant uh, 
things that happened in in hockey on this date. Um, we've got most recently Terry Pagula buying the Sabres, which happened in 2011. I think I, I stupidly, mistakenly said 11 years ago. Um, it's not 11 years ago. It was 2011. Maybe that's where the 11 came from. Anyway, um, th- that, that became official on this day in 2011. On this day in 2007, the Sabres and Ottawa Senators engaged in maybe the last great brawl the Sabres have had. I mean, there, there used to be, it used to be pretty, well, it was a very regular occurrence when I was a little kid. Um, and through the eighties, it happened a lot. Their playoff series with the Bruins, Bruce Shoebottom and Lyndon Byers. These are names that the fans of a certain vintage will remember as being villains along with Mike Hartman and Kevin McGuire on the Sabre side. Anyway, um, you know, into the nineties, the game changed. It evolved. You didn't really see that kind of thing. And then there you are in 2007 and Chris Drury gets blindsided by Chris Neal and is concussed. His helmet goes flying. He's bleeding. Drew Stafford steps up and fights Chris Neal. And then Lindy puts Peters and Mayer and rookie first NHL game, Patrick Coletta, on the ice against Spezza and Heatley and I don't know who else, if Alfredson, whatever. I just I, I just remember like Spezza might have caught a punch. Heatley really didn't get any heat at all. I mean Peters went after him, but it sort of they disengaged quickly. You know, the big the big highlight of the thing is Marty Baran and Ray Emery and then yeah. eventually Andrew Peters and Ray Emery. Uh anyway, very emotional. Lindy Ruff and, and Brian Murray, the coaches, they're they're squared off and the, the glass comes down from the Sabres bench. Rob Ray is standing in the middle. A, a highlight that you know, any fan who lived through it remembers fondly and emotionally because it was really charged. The Sabres were on their way to winning the President's Trophy with the most points in the entire league. I know, kids. Really, that happened. That happened. Uh, it, it, it's a long time ago now, but that, that happened. It is. It does strike me here uh, that that is 17 years ago. We're, we're, we're looking at a 13-year playoff drought now. This is only an opinion, but it is that is also 2007 is the last time I, I think I really felt like they could win the Cup. That was definitely the last time. Right? I yeah. mean, um, you know, after, you know, after 07 ends. There were playoff teams, but. It's barely. There's two. Yeah. Um, one that won the division in, in 9-10. Miller had that Just, great year, the Olympic year. But, like, you. Nope. Right? That nope. whole season. I remember being in here with Mike. You know, day to day, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it just didn't. We weren't ready to believe yet, and well, we were right. They went out in six games to the Bruins uh, in the first round. They make it the following year with a crazy stretch run. After Pagula took over, they won like twenty out of twenty-five or some crazy number. I I, I could look it up, but they they had a crazy heater to end the season and got in, and then lost in seven games to the Flyers. Overtime game at home on Easter Sunday, by the way, that was a loss. Ooh, oof. Tough one. Billy Lano, by the way, if you need him for the Flyers. Anyway, um, it's like the 17 years is significant in more ways than one because like that 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 was our last real good look at it, I th- I think, you know, following that season in the playoffs. And of course they lose to Ottawa. And, you know, they really have not been a, a, a real cup winning looking team. 
uh, since. So, like, there was that. And then, of course, even going further back, 44 years ago today was Miracle on Ice. Uh, incredible, monumental occurrence in American sports. It's, it's not just a hockey story. Um, it's amazing to think about what college hockey is now in this country. Like, I, you know, I was a big hockey fan when I was 14 years old, but yeah. I mean, I had no idea who any of these guys yeah. were. Like, no, right. just no idea at all. Um, the game's really grown in the U.S., and maybe people trace it back to 1980. Anyway, so we've been reminiscing, um, and mostly it's what you miss about the Sabres being you know, relevant, being a playoff team, being a team that you are emotionally invested in. It's been a long time and a lot of us really miss it. And sometimes I feel like this is the only way to even get into a conversation about them because talking about why Tage Thompson can't score anymore. You know, I, I don't know. Like it just, it's gotten, it's gotten pretty redundant um, here over the last, uh, yes, well, certainly has. over this season. I mean, last season he was a, a rock star monster. I saw um, Greg Wyshynski is posting these uh, a series of stories, polling NHL executives and I think players. I'm not sure if players are involved too, but top 10 players at every position in the league. And today the center uh, position dropped. And I read the article, went through to see, like, you know, not surprising. There's not a Sabre on there. Um, hasn't been a Sabre on there yet. Uh, Darlene fell out of the top 10. I think he was in last year. Tage Thompson was in the top 10 last year, fell out. Eichel is still in there. Ninth, by the way. It, just if you were curious. Anyway, eight zero three zero five fifty is the number. You want, you want to talk about like just the vibes you're missing out on here with the Sabres? That would be totally cool with us. Eight zero three zero five fifty is the number. Christian is first up this segment. Thank you for calling. Christian, you're on the air here on WGR. Hey, guys. It was November 23rd, 2018, when I first, first spoke to Zach. I wasn't sure about the date, but I guess it doesn't seem – it seemed like it was relatively recent, but, gosh, six years has gone by quick. So I, I live in California now. I took my son back to see my mom in Buffalo and my wife over Thanksgiving week. Um, we, and we used to go home to go to her house and we visit with her, but she went to a nursing home the year before. So my wife was cool. She said, she said let's go to Buffalo and let's make it like a vacation. It's the first time we can – can't stay at your mom's house. We stayed in a hotel downtown, and I didn't have tickets to the game. It was against the Canadians. My wife said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to scalp tickets. She goes, what are you going to scalp tickets? She's from Nebraska, so she was, like, really terrified. So I, we, went, we went downtown. We walked around. I found some tickets. We walked in. It was an amazing game. It was 2-1 to one late. Um, Canadians, we scored, like a 2-2. Two -two. And then Skinner scored in overtime. And the place was going crazy. Mm -hmm. And I think that win put us in first place for like a, maybe 12 hours. Because <laughs> it went downhill pretty quickly afterward. But we were leaving the stadium. People were singing like crazy. It was awesome. I mean, the vibes, it was that, – that win alone has kept me going still. It's been six, six and a half years, I guess, or six years. But um, awesome. My wife's like, these guys in Buffalo, these fans are amazing. And she still sees, you know, sees it today when we're in California, we're in a mall and I'm wearing a Bills hat. People are like, go Bills. So, you know, the Sabres vibe is still with me. Like you said, it doesn't take much to me, for me to get going again. I just hope they can give us a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, thank you for the call, Christian. Yeah, there there, there have been a few moments. Like every now and then, um, you know, we don't, we don't reflect on them a lot, but the starts of season, there was, there was a season where they started really hot, and then there's a, there's a there's a ten game winning streak where it was a lot of overtime and shootout. So it was sort of po around Thanksgiving time. Maybe this is I think around when the caller is talking about Skinner scores an overtime goal against San Jose. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, around then the Montreal game was Thanksgiving Friday. 
as I recall, because we had a house full of people. It was one of these years where my wife had to work on Thanksgiving, so we instead uh, had Thanksgiving on Friday. Yeah, there have been, you know, here and there uh, moments. You know what, though? It's funny, because there have been so few of them, the ones you do have become very memorable moments. Like that Skinner game was very memorable to me because I think we might have gone three more years after that where there was one there wasn't one memorable game. Right. So like there right. the, these games, you know, like to me the most memorable game that's it was the Eichel game was when you know Tuck scores the empty netter. Like that's that's a game that sticks out to me. I, I don't even know if I can tell you about a lot of other ones. Sad. Yeah, that's, that's why that I I have such a specific memory about this regular season game against Minnesota last year. Yeah, where there was no there was no like retirement ceremony, no banner going up, you know, no nothing. It was just a Saturday night game against Minnesota. The building was full, um, and it was an exciting game, and they won six to five, and it was raucous and awesome, and yeah, uh, you know, if if we <laughs> weren't so starved. That game would just sort of blend in into the fabric, but it stands out to me because it honestly, I haven't had an experience in the arena at a hockey game anyway. It's even close to that since I, like forever, like honestly, like t- ten years, maybe more. Best time I've had at that in that arena in the last five years is when I saw Stevie Nicks. So right, that's why I said hockey game. Yeah, oh my bad. Yeah. yeah. Scott is next. No, I, I mean, I've had good times in the arena yeah. at other events. That's certainly. It, yeah. Scott is next up. Hi, Scott. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Hey, how you guys doing? Great. So I wanted to call and share what I miss most about uh, the Sabres being the playoffs. And, Bullard, I definitely agree. You know, the weather and rivalries is um, part of it. And I was just starting to think about it. The last time the Sabres were in the playoffs, those handful of times, I was like late high school years, early college years. And at that, I'm 34, so, like, at that time, the Bills in the playoffs was so foreign to me. Like, the early 90s, I was around, but too young to really know what was going on. And um, it just made me realize, like, now that we do have the Bills in the playoffs all the time and the Sabres are so foreign in the playoffs that, you know, NFL playoffs are so stressful because it's one game and then you're done if you're out. The stress level is almost higher, and I miss the ride you get to go on in a seven-game series in the playoffs. Mm. You know, you get multiple games that you can watch. You get multiple games you can go to. The weather is getting nicer. You know, you get to know players on the other team because you play them so many more times. Then you develop that rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I miss that ride of the seven-game series. And, uh, it's you know, if you lose, it's not really uh, it's not the end of the world. You can dust yourself off and just say, okay, we'll get them back next time. And then, you know, just more hockey and more opportunities and more of a ride. And it's, it's fun, and I miss it. So it's for, yeah, for sure, Scott. I, I the the rhythm of a playoff series. I mean, that's just a beautiful job. It, it's the weather. It's spring, so you're starting to feel like, you know, all, all right. You know, it's just a little, just a little different energy uh, to that. You, you got a game on Monday night, off day Tuesday. Game on Wednesday, off day Thursday. Traveling to the other the other city. Game on Friday, like that. The every other day nature. It's not hard and fast. Always that way. There are you know often two or sometimes even three day game breaks uh, in between. But you know in in my in my head as I'm thinking about what I miss about it, it's that every other day. Like okay, it's a day in between. 
take a breath. Okay. And then the next day, the anxiety, as soon as you get up, you're already just thinking about seven o'clock or seven thirty, And it's just sort of trying to get through the day, uh, and the tension. Like I can remember back in Oh six, like Mike and I had only been working together for three years at that point. Uh, we, we, you know, obviously been together a long time now and we're, we're the best of friends. Um, we weren't super close then. We didn't know each other as well as we, as we do now. Certainly. I mean, just, you know, time does that. And he, I, I'm sure he would tell you the same thing. Like there were shows during that playoff run in 06 where we were both just so tense that we were just at each other. Like just cause it was just, you know, energy, just anxiety. And so you're just on edge the entire day. And I know that might sound horrible, but oh my God, I miss that so much. I miss yeah. that, that, that feeling of just being on the brink of something. Um, it's just, it's just such a great ride. The, the years when they have gone on runs, like I think of like 98 and 99, which for me professionally, um, you know, I'm pretty early in to my career and having that in 98, they went to the conference finals, 99, obviously they go to the final and just the run, the feeling in the city, it's so much different than football. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not saying it's better. It's just, it's just a different thing. I mean, it, it, it's, there's just more, there's just more to it. It takes longer, you know? I mean, even, even it's a, a process, yeah, even yeah. a Super Bowl run is, you know, three weeks, four weeks, and playoff hockey, if you do it right, is two months. Yeah. It's just up and down and up and down and ebbs and flows, and it's so great. So great. He made, the caller made a great point about missing the seven-game series, though. Like, it was just, you t- like, it, yeah, there was more into it. Like, I, I remember, I mean, what, what year would have been the the Philadelphia series, R.J. Umberger? Would that have been? That, that's 06. That's 06. Yeah, that's the first-round series in 06. That's right, and then they switched jerseys the next year. Okay, so it's yeah, the it's the 06. Okay, um, that Philly series, I remember my parents. We were moving into a new house, and we couldn't watch that game, the Umberger game. We didn't have cable set up, mm-hmm. so we were listening. I was painting my bedroom, listening on a radio, and remember hearing that hit, and being like, "What do we do? We we have." <laughs> Where do we go to see this right now? Right. Like, because the call was just so un- unbelievable. Right. Um, and you're like, I don't, what do we do? Do we, Can we get a laptop going? Like, what can we do to see? I need to see yeah. a replay of this. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, we ended up, we drove somewhere. We we left the house to go watch the third period somewhere. We're like, we, we got to go to the restaurant. We got to go to a bar somewhere to watch. Me and my dad, we went somewhere to go watch the rest of that game. And. You know, we thought we could get away with just listening to it on the radio, and then that call and the yeah, hit, right, and right. then everything else in that series. Like we we're like, it was just that, and that was like the peak of that series. But I remember how into that series I got after that, and how much I hated Philadelphia because of that series, um, mm-hmm. which is weird because you know we concussed them. It wasn't really the other way around. But, um, <laughs> right, I just right. there was just that pent up, and I was thinking about this too. Like somebody slipped into a coma. In 2008, January 1st, 2008, and they woke up today and you told them that, you know, since then the Sabres have made the playoffs twice and, you know, the rivalries between Ottawa and Philadelphia mm-hmm. are just absolutely meaningless. And, you know, the, the best of the Toronto Sabres rivalry is just that they fill up the arena with Toronto fans. Like, that's, that's what we got. It'd be a pretty grim, just put me back to sleep. Yeah. Put me, yeah. like, 
it to me because of how awesome that era was it would be it would be really hard for me to believe it's gotten here yeah you know yeah, like it, it just tough. would be yeah. again we talked about like how football's different in that like especially in September and October when the bills were still in it during the 17 year you know it was, they weren't mathematically eliminated until October or November usually so those were still exciting and the arena the, the stadium still popped um but you know there were the times where you were getting blackouts rolling blackouts the last in December games cuz wasn't a sellout and you weren't watching the game mm-hmm. so like there were times where it got kind of dark here during the drought um but to me in the NHL having a 13 year drought i think feels way more like a 25 year drought than it feels like a 13 year drought way worse it feels so it's much longer than the bills drought doesn't it way worse it feels so much longer it is it's just way worse. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, <laughs> it's bad. It's worse. <laughs> I mean, I know the league, NFL has expanded uh, the playoff field to include seven teams in each conference. Um, so, like the uh, the you know, it, it's changed. But hockey, this whole time has been half the teams make it, and you just can't get there. Yeah. Right when a couple weeks ago, um, the Sabers maybe it was around the time of their little break there, and Paul had written this and, and brought this up a few different times. Like they're eight, six, and one in their last 15 or something. And if they could have played at that pace all year, that's like a 94-point pace, and that's that'd be a playoff team. And I'm over here going like, eight, six, and one isn't even good. No. Really. Like, no. It's, it's, it's like barely good. Yep. And like, that's all you got to be. You The NHL, barely good, and you're in the playoffs. Yeah. And you can't even do that. When eight out of 15 games. It's incredible. It really is incredible. Luke is next up on WGR. Hi, Luke. Thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Sure. Um, I, w- I was in the building for that Columbus 9-4 debacle. Um, you know, I chanted, fire Donnie, because I care. You know, I was fired up. And, mm-hmm. you know, all that energy of me going to the game and, you know, wanting them to win was just, you know, directed into – you know, negativity. And then, you know, the next game was against Toronto, which I also went to. And, you know, even though they were low in the standings, um, man, that had to be one of the best games I've ever been um, ever. You know, the energy was rocking, even though mm-hmm. it was mostly Toronto fans. And, you know, people shouting, one, two, three, four, five, you know, we won nine. Um, you know, it brought me back to the good old days with Finneganoff, Drury, Andrew Peters. You know, the fans care here. That's why we're booing. Um, that's, you know, that's why, you know, it's a bad environment, as Paul Hamilton said. Um, and that's basically just what I wanted to say is yep. even though times are bad, we're able to find good moments out of this bad season. And, you know, ownership isn't holding up their end of the deal. They're not putting up the product we deserve in Buffalo. But that's all I got, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, Luke. Appreciate it. You know, I think good to put a name with the big problem here with the hockey team is that the fans boo. Well, so well, thank you, Luke. What what I was going to say to Luke too is like, do I need to say I'm kidding? They should start worrying when the booing stops. Yeah, right. Yeah, when the but, booing stops. Yeah, I. I <laughs> you said earlier, fans, you think go to be like sort of sarcastic. Yeah, ironic. The lat the lat well, I was at I was at a game in a, in, in the in the Roswell suite. They hosted us um, shortly after this, but I went to see the the. Uh, the Bruins home game during the holiday week, whatever that was between Christmas and New Year's. And that's exactly what, what I, 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 first of all, it's been my experience. Last lo- loads of Bruins fans. There were Sabres fans seated right next to us 
a group of, you know, 20-something dudes, jerseys, yep. that were earnestly cheering for the Sabres when the game began. And by midway through the second period, it was it was derisive. It was like, the, it was, you know, horrible. Yeah. It, was so, yeah. it was just, it was not pleasant. And like, my reaction to that isn't to stand up and boo. Uh, or derisively cheer, like mock cheer, like, oh, oh good job. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I just want to go home. Like, I don't want to be there anymore. Like, this is not, that. that's my, you know, this is not, I'm not yelling at you if you boo. Like, if you're there and you're paying to be there, do you, you want to boo, I mean, if go as long, as long as you're not ruining someone it's, else's experience, yeah, go It's go certainly crazy. warranted. Yeah. But my, my my choice is like, oh, oh, here, we've got tickets for this game, this game, this game, and this game. I'm like, let me just delete that email. Because I don't want to go. Yeah, I remember we talked about this last year when I was filling in for Mike at some point. Like how after these games, like last year they had brought me back to the point where I was, when I was watching games, first of all, I was watching games every night again. And on top of watching games, I was waiting for Don's press conference after mm-hmm. every game and watching it on TV. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Turning the TV off after the end of it and going to bed. I can't point to a game this year where I've made it to that. Um, I tweeted this a couple of weeks ago. I'm also a Knicks fan. God bless my soul. Um and I've opted on nights where MSG and MSG Plus have both games going to watch the Knicks. And I, I like I like I like that I like the Knicks a lot. I've mm-hmm. been a Knicks fan mm-hmm. for a long time. But I've grew up a very, right. very big Sabres fan. And for that to be prioritized in that way, mm-hmm. never before, right. if there had been a Knicks and Sabres game on MSG, would I ever opt for a Knicks game over a Sabres game. And I've done it several times this year. 8030550 is the number. We're just going to kick it around. 
um, the good old days here, you know, <laughs> way back in the mid-2000s. Remember that, kids? Yeah. When the Sabres were good and a contender. We miss a lot when they're not, and um, that's been kind of the subject with uh, today being – uh, the anniversary of the famous Ottawa brawl between the Sabres and Senators back in 07. It just sort of launched us into this. We'll take more of your calls as we continue. Again, 803-0550 is the number. We've got a couple of lines open if you want to hop on. We'll make sure we get to you after this. Nate Geary is in for Mike Shope. I am the Bulldog. Thanks for listening to WGR. Starting today, the Buffalo Sabres' reason for existence will be to win a Stanley Cup. That's Sabres owner Terry Pagula at the time, new Sabres owner. It was an introductory news conference on this day 13 years ago. It's full of life, and now that sucked it right out of him. One of like a handful of notable hockey anniversaries uh, that we are um, celebrating, acknowledging, acknowledging, looking, looking back, on. commemorating. Sure, uh, there's that one. Uh, only four years prior to that, you had uh, the brawl game with the Sabers and the Senators. Forty-four years ago, you had Miracle on Ice, the U.S. defeating the Soviet Union. 50 years ago yesterday, Tim Horton oh. passed away in an auto accident on the QEW. But it's, yeah, I'm forcing it, but... You know, no, I mean, yeah, it's nonetheless. Worth acknowledging. Yeah. It was uh, t- talking... Well, no, I won't, I'll save it. 803-0550 is the number. Uh, if you want to get in on the conversation, we'd love to hear from you. It's been, uh, it's been, it's been mostly really kind of fun, uh, I, I think. Like just... <laughs> Cathartic. Oh, God. Dave is next up on WGR. Hi, Dave. Thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Bulldog. I just wanted to share with you my memory of the Miracle on Ice game. Uh, I was traveling at, at the time out of the country with a couple of co-workers. We were in Europe, and at that point, we were in uh, uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. And the day after the game, we were in the hotel lobby there in Copenhagen, and Person after person came up to us and congratulated us on our, our stunning victory. It turned out that the, uh, the Danes were no friends of the, the Soviet Union. Uh, I think that the, the uh, uh, fear was that there could be an invasion, something like what the Nazis had done during World War II. And so uh, they referred to the Soviets as the Russian bear. And so they c- continued to congratulate us. We had nothing to do with the, the game, of course. All, all we were were Americans. Yeah. But, but they recognized us by our, our speech, of course. And uh, uh, they all spoke good English, but uh, they were fluent in Danish, too. As, as, right. Uh, and so, so they heard us talking, and they, they quickly realized uh, that we were not Danes. And so uh, one after another, people came up to us and, and shook our hands and, and just thanked us for, for this marvelous victory That's awesome. over the Soviet Union. What a cool memory. Do, do yeah. you recall whether you and your traveling party, like, did you, how aware of the game were you before we knew people? the game was going on, uh, but I don't think we, we didn't see the game. I believe it was tape delayed till the next day. 
because uh, there's a six-hour time difference. So it would have mm-hmm. started at, I think, 11 o'clock in right. Copenhagen. That makes sense, yeah. So uh, we didn't see it live, but but everybody knew about it by the next morning, and they were all thrilled that the Soviets had been beaten. That's really, really cool, Dave. Really, yeah. thank you. You've yeah. added to the show. I appreciate that uh, that memory. That's right. Five o'clock was the face-off time uh, in Lake Placid. It was shown live on Canadian television. Uh so people here, I'm sure some people here did see it live uh, as it happened. And certainly people in our audience here in north of the border would have seen it live. But here in the States, uh, we waited until ABC showed a tape delay of it as well. Really appreciate the call. Uh, Jim is next up. Hi, Jim. Thanks for calling. You're on the air here on WGR. Uh, thanks for having me, Bulldog. I, um, so it's funny, this anniversary, the 17 years ago, the Senators game was actually my daughter, who's now 24's first game. So easy to remember. And, you know, such a great memory. Obviously, we'll never forget it. We were sitting in 118, uh, new season tickets for me at the time, right across to the Sabres bench. But I, I vividly remember her telling my mother-in-law at the time about the goalie fight and how she's like, Grandma, that never happens. So, you know, it's just a fun memory. But what really brought it back for me is you're, I think you were so spot on about the whole conversation about the difference between hockey playoffs and football playoffs. And, you know, the Bills run's been great. And, and I think one of the things I, I tried to learn from 07 is I was so convinced we were going to win the Cup that year. We were so good at 05, 06. We could talk about that and the injuries and what have you. Right. I really don't think I enjoyed that season very much because it was just about getting to the end, which is where we are yep. with the Bills kind of. And I really try to enjoy. Like the mm-hmm. Miami game this year was great. Well, really both were. But the one thing I wanted to say is I think you were so spot on with the timing of it because it does take – you know, we went four out of nine years. We were in at least the third round, and you're talking six weeks, and the anticipation for every game is just different. With football, it's a week, and nowadays with the media, there's so much to consume. Every show has it on. It's great that everyone talks about the Bills, but one of the things that I remember is, like, not being able to wait, and, you know, not to pump your tires or mic, but, like, I couldn't wait for 3 o'clock for you guys to come on because you guys would only talk about hockey and the Sabres, <laughs> and that's all anyone talked about, and it's like, it's it's it really is a shame how different it is now and how much apathy I candidly feel towards this team. I mean, I was there Monday and just like, what am I even doing here still? But like, it's it's for people that don't remember or weren't as into the Sabers or are younger. It's just, man, it would be amazing to have that again. So I appreciate yeah. this. I think you guys did a great job of uh, summing that up. Thank you, Jim. Really, really appreciate uh, that. All a lot a lot of kind words in there. Um, yeah, there's um, when when you're. I mean, boy, that's just perfect. Like, football is its everywhere. I mean, you just can't escape it. And, like, that's really cool. We want to consume all that. The bills are good. And so even if people are uh, giving you ridiculously stupid, from-the-top-rope hot takes about Josh Allen, it's still, like, it's content. And the machine is being fed, and your fandom is being fed. You're getting riled up because Nick Wright said something you think is stupid or whatever it is. And that all is a part of it. Hockey, yeah, hockey's a little, kind of more underground than that. Right, you're not going to get a lot of that sort of stuff broken down on American sports television or any of the hot take shows. So if you want it, if you're craving that, you got to come here. Like we we would proudly say for a long time, like we got to be one of the only shows in North in the U.S. anyway, not North America, but in the United States that's that's doing as much hockey content as we are. Um, and when they're when they're good. It's just a whole different thing, man. Like it's just a whole different thing. Those two playoff runs in 05, 06 and 06, 07 
were the first time and really I would say maybe the only time in my career that talking about the Sabres approached the level of talking about the Bills. Like just from a content standpoint, from a listener feedback standpoint, like I'm not saying we would just come in here on the day in between games or even on the day of a game and just turn the mics on and go, hey, aren't the Sabres cool? And then just talk about them for four hours. Kind of. That's kind of what we were able to do. And prior to that, I mean, I was not the grizzled vet of the radio wars that I am now, but from 1995 to until 2005, 2006, the only time we really had like hockey talk that was like really fired up was if like Marty McSorley assaulted someone with his stick or something. Like you need you needed something like egregious and outrageous to happen to really get into it. Um, and 0506, that changed. Um, to the caller's point, I said this earlier, prior to that, I mean, we had a season-long lockout. The Sabres were bankrupt. There was real concern about, you know, the, nobody's going to these games. Are we going to lose our team? Like, it felt really dire. Um, and I know this has been a longer drought than – you know, what happened then, because the Sabres were at that point in like 2003, 2004, before the season long lockout, you know, they'd been to the finals in 99. Like, so like we were into a a decade drought or anything, but it was really bleak then. And it feels really bleak now. I know, but man, a good team. And it just, the switch flips. Cause I still think all those people, all those fans, they're still out there, man. They're just waiting. They're, they're fatigued and annoyed and just, financially drained, yeah. uh, if not emotionally drained and just, um, but it, it turns, it can turn quickly. Yeah. It's like, like in 2008, you know, when the housing crisis happened and then I've all, everyone with, with any money left over was like, Oh, we're going to buy houses now. Well, when the ticket crisis happened a couple of years ago when season ticket laws were like, I'm done, I'm out. No one was even like, we can get a deal right now. And right. I was like, eh. Right. It's, a t- it's it's tough. It's a tough sell. I was it's bulldog. I was getting up to about three years ago, twenty five thirty minutes before face off, eight dollar three hundred level tickets. Sure, yeah. And I could convince myself to go to a game for eight dollars and then go spend and you know spend most of my time at the odd club and see Jeremy and see a couple of people and be yeah. like, hey, yeah, you know, how we doing, guys? Yeah. Uh, uh, what are you doing? Uh, drinking? Yeah, yeah. That's, what else are you going to do while we're here? You know? right, right, right. But yeah, the 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 entry price being that low, uh, you know, it's would would get you there for sure. Michael is next up. Hi, Michael. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Hey guys, just wanted to take you back to the time of oh five, oh six, oh six, oh seven. The Buffalo News did these like little coins. They were. For each player, and you mm-hmm. collected them all when you went grocery shopping. The tops I was about eight year eight years old at the time. That was like everything I looked forward to. And around this time, you couldn't drive through a suburban neighborhood without thirty, forty kids out in the street playing street hockey on rollerblades. You know, thinking they were Chris Drury, Danny Briere. I know this because I was one of those kids. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so so sad right now. Like I. I just don't know if the culture's changed or, like, the, the captains of the team or the coaches, but I don't know if you guys follow the, the Twitter videos and the stuff that the Sabres put out there. Mm-hmm. Before the games, they, they call out the, 
the starting lineup and they post the pictures of them dressed really nice. The fans don't care about any of this stuff anymore. And they don't want to see the head coach treat these people like kids calling out the starting lineup. Now, I understand back in 05, 06, 07, it was a different generation. They didn't have any of that. But could you imagine Chris Drury calling out the starting lineup like a child, like that, like it's like it's peewee hockey? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to leave it to you and know your take on this, but I just I don't agree with the leadership any more of this. If you continue to treat these players like kids, they're going to keep playing like kids. And they pass out the sword at the end of the game. It's just so sad because hockey in Buffalo is like, it's not what it used to be. And you look at the NHL today and how many Western New York kids got drafted in the NHL. That was because of the culture that was created here and and the love of the game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's so sad because that's, it's, it's completely gone now. And I just wanted to know your guys' take. On yeah, I, you know, I, I hear you on on the on the you know the social media stuff. Um, I, I think largely you're saying fans don't care about that stuff. I mean, I would I wouldn't say all fans don't care about that stuff. And and the ones that right now don't care about that stuff don't care about it because the team is terrible. Yeah, <clears throat> like that's it. I, I and and I don't know. Um, on one hand. Uh, I, I, I might think, like you, I can't imagine Chris Drury doing that, but I don't know that Chris Drury never did that. I mean, I don't know how long that's been going on in locker rooms. I mean, where where a guy, like, you know, players read it off and they're yelling it out. Yesterday they had the, the dads and the mentors that are on this trip with them do it. Um, I don't know. That stuff doesn't make me mad um, you know, the pictures of the guys walking in in their fancy suits and, you know, Tage Thompson's fedoras and whatever. Um, I don't know. That that doesn't rile me up um, because I think mostly that's just the, the Sabres, you know, keeping their place in line on social media. And I think if you have animosity toward it, it's because they're not good. Um, and, you know, that gets you one step away from they should be thinking about winning games, not posting pictures. And, like, that is just a this <laughs> is nowhere you want to be because those things aren't connected uh, at all. But I appreciate the call, and I definitely feel the frustration. Just I don't agree with like like all all of the all the points you made. Um, but you know I hear you. This went from um, to me, Bulldog. You know, thinking about the good old days to uh, just more of like an airing of grievances, and you know that's yeah. 
that's what that's where we usually will end up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, yep. what else we do? So it goes. Paul Hamilton coming up at the top of the hour. Nate Geary's in for Mike Show. I am the Bulldog. You're listening to WGR. Cool hang today, everyone. Good job so far. There's still an hour to go. I mean, it still could go completely sideways. <laughs> you never know. 803-0550 is the number. Paul Hamilton coming up after the top of the hour break. We'll uh, hopefully squeeze in a couple of calls here. Tony is first up this segment. Hi, Tony. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Hi. How you doing? Good, man. Uh, listen, I know everyone's down in the dumps about the Sabres right now, uh, I, but I feel, I see all these other teams – Firing their coaches. Look at Edmonton. Uh, they went on a 16-game win streak. You know, they're the St. Louis, that's St. Louis coach uh, Barube's out there. I mean, there's, that's a great option that we can do. I feel like the Sabres have to not have so many young guys on their team. they got to identify a couple of guys. You know how the, the, the Kachuks, a specific style guy who's more physical, you know, both the Felinos. You saw one of the Felinos go from Boston to uh, Chicago. He might be able to, you know, you might be able to pry, you know, him free, you know, with some prospects. We have so many prospects. Eventually, we have to make a move. But right now, I think it's coaching. Right now, we, you know, I, I, I understand we're we're playing. Uh, you know, there's more effort going on right now. But you know, I'm tired of seeing all the perimeter shots and guys not going mm-hmm. to the net. Yeah. And I want to see more of a physical presence. All right, uh, Tony, thank you for the call. Appreciate it very much. Uh, Chris is next up. Hi, Chris. You're on WGR. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Sure. I was just uh, appreciating all the nostalgia you guys were talking about throughout the Good. Thank you. The show. Glad it worked for you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Nate, I particularly uh, like uh, <laughs> thought the, the moment where you talk about like being with all the boys and having that time, I always felt like at that era in time, like we're not – too far off in age, I think. Uh, there was always something to do when the Sabres were on at that point. Like mm-hmm. it was like a, a must-see TV, and like even my friends who weren't like big sports fans, I felt like they were always even into it as well. Just because, again, they were must-see TV. Like you couldn't miss it, and you felt like if you did, you missed out on like a just a life-defining experience for us at that time. But yeah. the biggest thing I feel just so like terrible about is right now I have a young son. I'm just worried that at this point, are they ever going to be good enough so he can appreciate them? Like, at this point, will they even still be here? Yeah, no, I hear you, man. It's very, 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 very challenging uh, in that regard. I mean, I, <laughs> hockey, um, I mean, obviously, it, it, it's meant a lot to me, uh, my family, our oldest son, you know, went as far as he could go, made it to, you know, pretty far into junior hockey. And so we've loved the sport, but he's never been around a good Sabres team. I mean, the last time they made the playoffs, he was a really little kid. Uh, you know, I'll bet he remembers it, but he wasn't into it like he's into it now. I mean, now he's, I mean, he's coaching once his playing career ended. I mean, he loves the sport and, you know, he's, he's pretty unplugged from the Sabres, I would tell you, uh, at this point. And, you know, that's got to be the case for a lot of people that are, you know, have kids that are between the ages of, you know, I don't know, like like 12, 15 and, and I don't know, young adulthood. Uh, like my son is, he just turned 22. I don't know. He's never had a good team to root for. Really, it's it's kind of incredible. We got to take a timeout. Thanks again for the calls. Appreciate it very much. Paul Hamilton on the way after this on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 